The man has a very identifiable chest. I feel like I could pick out that dude's chest. Hi, my name is Ricardo Deacon. Hi, my name is Orla McNeilis. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. This is The Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to pick a movie the other person hasn't seen. Then we watch it and meet to discuss it. Today's movie was chosen by Orla. The film is The Beasts or Asbestas from 2022. <laughs> French couple moved to a Galician town in search of a closer relationship with nature. However, a conflict with their neighbors, the Anta brothers, causes tensions to grow until the situation reaches a point of no return. Spoiler. <laughs> well, like the poster is a fucking spoiler. <laughs> it really is. Also, the trailer really is. I don't know if you watched the trailer. No, I didn't. I, I went in cold to this one. Oh, delightful. So, so the movie was directed by Rodrigo Sorogoyen, written by Isabel Peña and Rodrigo Sorogoyen, produced by Thomas Pivarot and Laure Labadie, Jean Labadie, Rodrigo Sorogoyen, Nacho Lavilla, Eduardo Villanueva, Sandra Tapias Diaz, perdón, Sandra Tapia Diaz, Ignacy Estape, and Yvonne Cormenzana. Starring Dennis Menoche, Marina Foy, Luis Sajera, Diego Anido, and Mary Colomb. Cinematography by Alex De Pablo, edited by Alberto del Campo, music by Olivier Arzon. What a name. Arson. <laughs> so, Orla, why did you pick Asbestas? Which sounds like Asbestas. Very confused initially about the whole like Galician thing. Um, I feel like I picked this so long ago now because it really was. Because I think I picked this, it might have been November because I think I picked this and then we were like, wait, let's do a Christmas special. And then we had a Christmas special. And then <laughs> it was like, I don't know how long ago because the movie, what was the movie before The Count of Monte Cristo? Psycho 2. Okay, that Jesus, yeah. that is long ago. We really yeah. dropped the ball on our. It's been nearly <laughs> I know. four months. I don't remember what I were when I watched this. I feel like I didn't watch it that long before I picked it, but I can't remember. But I didn't realize until last night when I watched it again <laughs> and started actually looking into the movie that um, it's actually based roughly on a real story. So. Uh, which there's also a documentary about. So there was a Dutch couple that moved to uh, Santualia. Uh, so this all also very remote village and a kind of similar story unfolded. I still remember the first time we, um, we came here. 
Martin thought that we had found the perfect place. We wanted a quiet life without rules and people who tell you what you can do and what you can't do. Unlike uh, in this movie, the town is even smaller and even more unpopulated. So I think there was only one other family that had remained. Everyone else had left and it was just like desolate famine village type thing. Um, and then things unfold and the husband ends up dying. So it's like very, there's similar, like it's hitting sort of similar beats um, but without the added stressors of like um, the like windmills coming in, which is a symbol and a thing that I re I think that's a really great addition to this movie. Um, yeah, I feel like <laughs> the opening scene and then the scene that follows it in the bar uh, give a very good setup to the tone of this movie, like where uh, the kind of like slow build up of like like tension and unease and like also how like the language that's used in that opening scene as well the way everything is described everything is very like um everything is very biblical and it made me think we were talking about like man and beast and punishment and sin and like it really made me think of um oddly uh once upon a time in anatolia uh have you seen that movie we didn't do that movie, did we? Believe it or not, no, even though Noor Bilchelan is one of my favorite filmmakers. Fascinating. Okay, well, don't watch that. Uh, <laughs> I might store that up for a later date. Uh, yeah, like, in the way, like, not, they don't have, like, entirely similar landscapes in that. I feel like the landscape is more similar to something like Truffle Hunters. Um, like, the, the very, like, hilly, like, remote, like, very beautiful, very, like, verdant green, but also, like, very dangerous to a certain extent. Like, I feel like in that, it's the landscape, and in this, it's, like, both the landscape and very much the people that, you know, and the these like unresolved tensions um i think in the documentary which i haven't seen so i'm only going by like the trailer and like what i read about it um i think that a lot of the members of the family uh like the real family either were sort of too old to talk on camera or else had died or you know so and in the in the movie there's like in the documentary there's more you're getting more of the perspective mostly of like the the wife and like her family and like of the husband that was murdered so and like less of the perspective of uh of the the family that are like disturbed by these people moving to their remote part of the world and i think like obviously we have our main protagonist in this film but i do like how you're given much more of a perspective of why these people are mad <laughs> you know what I mean and how like and I think like one of the like personality traits or drives of uh the actual guy in the real life is called Martin and in this um is that they think that they know better <laughs> and that they're coming in kind of being like and it's it's sort of it's interesting in this film because it did remind me of something like the field <laughs> I don't know have you ever watched the field? We, oh, yeah. just watch it. And... Get away to hear get away, get away, English. Get <laughs> but in that movie, it's like, well, it's sort of like fear of like an idea of like gentrification, but also like uh, of the old ways being lost to this like, you know, horrible yank. Whereas in this movie, most people just kind of want to cash out because, you know, so it's like there's a lot of like interesting things going on there about like, 
like modern farming and modern like modernity and you know like so it's I like all of that backdrop to the whole thing um also like (laughs) it's just it's a very stressful movie like there's especially like the first hour of this because I think he is murdered around the hour mark and like so it's it's about halfway and up until that point like it winds itself so tight and there are so many scenes where you're just like not just that the way like the soundtrack is and the way it's shot and the acting and the long 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 takes but also that like he keeps doing stupid fucking shit so he keeps going like it's like oh no don't go to the cops oh my god stop filming them like that oh my god don't stop going to the bar why are you going to the bar you know and it's like building and building and building and it's like rather than like you being met with like these innocent poor people that go to the countryside and are like you know set upon by you know what a kind of a like um you know with that sort of like cliched idea of like rural horror it's more like you're also doing dumb shit <laughs> you know what I mean so it's an, like rather than them being this sort of like super villain like ultimately there you there's a lot of times where you feel sorry for them which is really interesting like not least because like the brother uh like has had like a clearly some sort of traumatic brain injury from like a horse accident and blah 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 so like i like that there's like a lot of layers added to this things that are like from the real story but also like added in so the other yeah, main actor um i really like that dude so he's obviously like became internationally aware uh in uh inglorious bastards which he is fantastic in that movie um he's kind of like he pops up now and then in different things like he was in like the french dispatch and a few other things um but he's actually in that new clive owen show uh monsieur spade before you came to Beautiful Bozou. Your talent was other people's business. No one cares about that Sam Spade. Not anymore. I'm happy to step aside. I have a swell life. And yet, sadly, our pasts are portable. It's delicious, I have to say. It's it's really good. And, like, it's... um. He's in that as like the sort of local detective. Um, and he's just so good. I love about this. It's like, he's such a big, barley man. Like he's so, he's like a big, large presence. And like same in that show as well. And like, but it's, he's kind of, I saw someone compare him to like um, James Gandolfini, which I think is kind of interesting of like him as screen presence. And like, he has like very expressive eyes and very like, he's able to seem like, very vulnerable at times but then also very powerful which is really interesting of like like someone who's like but also very like tender with his wife and very you know what I mean but like and the idea of being like very stubborn but very idealistic and all these things together is great great performance she's also really good I didn't really know her as well um I also like about this is the um the protagonist switch which I think works in a lot of ways and doesn't work in others <laughs> so I think the thing that really outlines that for me is the daughter <laughs> I like the idea that they of her as a character and that she does appear but it's she kind of appears 
gives a lot of exposition and then leaves. <laughs> it's like, and it's annoying because the movie does a time jump that's really fascinating. And you're only told about that time through the season being different and that she's very clearly searching for him. But it's like you're only you only see it through these really subtle things of like her doing the mapping and everything. And then as she goes to the cops, you get more and more information about like what has, you know, transpired and but yeah then the daughter shows up and is like here's all the things that have happened in the last year and you're like ah um anyway sorry i'm rambling here so uh the only other thing i want to highlight is the long ass fucking takes and how well used they are in this film because like there are so many of them and like there's so many of them that are like very long like five minutes or longer but a lot of the time you don't even you're not like ooh, that was a good long take it was just like because they're so well used to like build let the thing simmer 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 all the time like specifically the scene in the bar whenever he goes to try and reason with them and the whole thing is just like it's not even a very wide shot like he's pouring drinks that you can't see like uh, Lorraine is kind of in the background you know it, the blocking is so interesting and like the way the thing unfolds it's like oh it's so good um, it did actually remind me of um, Claire actually a uh, friend of the pod uh, Claire Gleason sent me um, a video from this uh, YouTuber about uh, force majeure and the difference between uh, which we did on the podcast right? Force I majeure? think so yeah, yeah, I think a lot a long time ago, like, but um uh the scene with the avalanche, as in the kind of like inciting incident of like the guy running away and how it's dealt with in the original and how it's dealt with in the remake, because I did not realize there was a remake. So in the original movie, it's one take. The whole thing unfolds in this really ultra wide shot of them sitting at the table and as you know as you see the th- you know it's it's beautiful it's perfect and then how they do it in uh the remake which has will ferrell in it yeah and uh julia dreyfus uh, i couldn't quite understand the tone they were going for it was like a bad tone like i feel like you've misunderstood the movie um but yeah and like in the remake there's like 15 shots or whatever and it's like it's not bad. It's still quite tense when you watch it, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> there's something about being able to just sit a camera and let shit happen that is so interesting. <laughs> and yep. to feel more tense than anything else that like, and you know, I need to give a shout out as well in that scene to like that bar, because that bar bar in quotation marks has to like join the pantheon of like shitty rural bars and movies like it made me think of like wake and fright or whatever like there's a washing machine in the background like it's really just like half this guy's house there's only a few tables and like when you look at <laughs> look at this like bar setup he has like there's like a bottle of fanta that's not even in a fridge <laughs> it's like I don't even what are they drinking it's some kind of like homemade booze it's just great and the whole thing is so grimy they're playing dominoes oh love it um anyways I rambled on for long enough Ricardo what did you think of the beasts it was all right oh no really 
yeah like it's worthwhile like i I do think that whenever we finish watching myself and alex we did talk about it quite extensively and that's a good sign to a certain degree but it's i think it's like idea wise is quite interesting but execution wise and sometimes even idea wise i had issues with it but it's never not interesting if that makes sense so it's kind of like uh, it's not it's a movie that i liked but there's too many issues for me to say i really liked it it's great whatever it's like uh, three and a half stars kind of thing you know like uh, if i'm gonna give a a rating it's i think for one is that it's like it has no place being two and a half hours long like especially with the uh, like like two hours like you could shave off with my eyes closed i could just and even like in the scrimp writing sense it's like you said about like the daughter coming in it's like the almost feels like they spent so much time writing certain scenes that they didn't spend enough time writing other scenes because even the way that they structured the movie that it's not like that they just arrived it's interesting that Mm, it's been already like a couple years that they've been there that there's a certain thing of how they used to be not necessarily friends but in friendly terms and having like conversations and stuff like that that in the beginning of the movie it saves it from feeling like, you know, wake and fright or whatever. That is like fucking rural hillbillies are just stupid or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Like, and I do like th- how throughout the movie it uh, it calls back to not only straw dogs, but also another scene in the Wild Bunch movie that we've seen in, for the podcast. That is the uh, line in the Wild Bunch that was kind of the thesis in Peckinpah's filmmaking that is like... Um, typical peck and fat fashion it's kind of said in the background uh without like calling attention to it but it is like it's not what you did that i have a problem with it's how you did it mm-hmm. and i think that uh, the approaches throughout this movie is that everybody's kind of right but they do everything the wrong mm-hmm. way and <laughs> it just escalates to a certain degree because of that like even if you take away from Zan and the main character, Anton, uh, if you go to like the daughter and the mother, like the daughter is a hundred percent right in every argument, but she says it in such a wrong way that she becomes wrong in the argument. Yeah, and it's that's like that Anton is right about what he wants to do because it's like, it is his home. He bought it. He lives there. It's not like he's not an absentee landlord or something like that. He should be part of the community and make the decisions. But he is so high-minded about it and how, like, he will save the town if uh, just given the chance or whatever. Whenever people is like, we don't want to be in the town. And it does, like, like whenever we finished watching the movie, we were like, oh, yeah, but if he got the money, uh, he talks about, like, this taxi business or whatever. But probably from what they're saying, that it wouldn't be enough money to retire, let's say. The, it's just enough money for a new start. And Anton says to him a few times, have you done the math? I know that you haven't gone to school. And as an audience member, both myself and Alex, to our detriment, picked it up and was uh, were on Anton's side. Going like, oh, mm-hmm. he probably didn't do the math or whatever. But it's never clarified. And it, like we're doing the same judgmental, taking the same judgmental approach that Anton does. And I think that that's the interesting part of the movie that... 
like they're both right in that con conversation that is like somebody the generational suffering of working this very hard land to work on and for once be given the chance to go somewhere where they can have a simple life but it's one that is even what he says is like it's the smell it's the smell of shit that i just don't want to mm. be that even if you're living in one bedroom apartment with your mom because you bring her along or whatever that it's better in their view than living in like this paradise or whatever because they either don't have the money the capital or just like the imagination that they have anton and um and his wife because obviously they're doing good business to a certain degree mm. because yeah. of the way that they say like about the science of the land and stuff like that but in saying that i think that a is they immediately th th it's a movie that with the sole exception of the uh protagonist swap but also like about halfway through the first half of the movie it's like there's no way that this is not gonna come to like something is gonna change at the halfway point because like the pacing of the movie was leading that way so i wasn't mm. really surprised by the death so if the movie was shorter it would be more interesting if it would happen more as a shock or that it became you know the escalation became quicker and quicker rather than like because it's just menacing from the start so pa pacing wise even though it's menacing it's too obviously menacing if that makes sense so it, it makes it tense and stuff but i kind of was like you know what like peaks and valleys or whatever that there's like the relaxed scenes that they have with the neighbor or whatever it's just like me going oh, like, okay this is just like a pause because then the tension starts again that there's no um like there's no peaks like you know at no point the movie shows enough of the bit of why would you stay there considering yeah, that, I... all that is going on and not just the stubbornness because the the wife is stubborn but like after the death that she becomes super stubborn but before mm. she's more of a realist going like we need to calm down because what are the options if we want to stay living here we have to have a relationship with these people they are next door neighbors kind of thing immediately it's just like almost like knife between the teeth just bad sitting guy, there like guy. you know yeah exactly the <laughs> even though like the scenes are written like correctly let's say the performance is like way too evil <laughs> like to yeah it's kind of because like because he's supposed it's... to be like subtly like and the performance is great don't get me wrong yeah he's a good actor but i think it's totally wrong yeah from the very beginning it feels like is somebody that would murder you so why would you keep going like escalating this especially as somebody like, why are that is you not... in the bar get out of the bar <laughs> so like you know what i mean that it's like if it is the case that he that it'll be escalating and stuff like that but even for the actions of anton to make sense the guy that he has like they have to be kind of on the same level whenever they begin that it's kind of frenemies kind of position that they start that they have no respect for each other they don't like each other anymore whatever but it's like the escalation that will get you there and also would make anton's actions make him more culpable which i think would be more interesting but like mm. you know the guy being that high up already from the beginning it's like oh okay it doesn't matter what Antoine did as long as he didn't sell the windmills 
he end up dead yeah. anyways. But instead of then, it'll be like a couple of years later because if it's the only bar to go or whatever. And I think that uh, if we're going like structurally, even though like it might have had a detriment in the sense of like surprise, he died. Now it's the wife that is the protagonist. Is that she's such a blank slate in the first half of the movie mm. that then I don't need I don't know how much she changed because of the death because yeah. you know so little about how she was before he died that afterwards it's like I just know like you said that she changed because her daughter is coming in and saying that but I don't know like uh, every so often she's like you know digging a uh, fucking radish. And then she goes up and Pepillo, Pepino comes in. And they argue about science or whatever. And they just take the piss out of each other. And it's like, that's lovely oh, and stuff. You. Like, it was uh, like, uh, and the Titan, the worst fucking guard dog in the world. Oh, my God. I love how that is, like, set up as well with, like, the bottles and everything. Again, the fucking, that really made me think of Trouble Hunters. Where so much of this movie is just people being like, Titan, come here. And Titan's just like, nope. <laughs> It's like who feeds you? Like seriously, um, uh, yeah. But that where it's kind of set up with the where he finds the bottles outside, which I don't know why that made me think of Wake and Fright so much, but it really did. The like, I I like that threat of just they're not even doing anything that bad, but it's just like you know, and how like that escalates, I find kind of interesting. I I feel like there needed to be more of that and it to be more spaced out or something. Yeah. Um, I think it didn't bother me the. The sort of the inevitability of him getting murdered because that like i don't i don't think i needed the murder to be a surprise um or, or like it is shocking but it's not like surprising because it's but at the same time like i do kind of agree with you that his particularly uh what do you call him like the kind of the the main brother um that- he, he there's like nowhere for him to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but th- that's the thing is that like if you're gonna do it like they do in this movie, especially for that duration, there has to be somewhere for him to go. If it like if it's not a surprise, if it is a surprise, you make it way shorter. That he dies yeah. thirty minutes in the into the movie kind of thing. So, and even since it's like fictional, I think okay, like the it makes sense because of the smell that they are like cow farmers. But I think it would be more interesting if they were horticultural farmers as well, or that they were like in the same game. Mm. So like not only is the windmills that is being affected, is that because they have a better produce, they're yeah. affecting the the other farms. They're going to the same fairs, like the same market squares and stuff like that, and people buy Anton's products rather than the other guy's products. But then at the same time, not having that, like you know, like not saying that. It, like there's so many things that they could have done because like the original idea I didn't know that about the documentary to begin with since that they deviated from it they could do so many things about like even if the houses that they were reconstructing used to be belonging to Zan's family and was sold off yeah. before or something like that just one little extra bit of uh Either like, you know, source of conflict, uh, you'll notice the escalation rather than because I feel that the movie's trying to say uh, country pumpkins are not just hillbillies. This is kind of like this city guy's fault as well. But really, the movie is going like country pumpkins are pumpkins because 
if you go into that kind of like straw dogs going back to pack and pack that it's clearly like an influence because straw dogs is similar kind of idea like city guy goes into countryside whatever but the twist in that is that fucking dustin hoffman turns into an absolute psychopath in it and he likes the violence way more than the <laughs> than when he's driven to violence he's like oh my god this is amazing like what what i've been <laughs> missing in my life like these hillbillies are correct to be violent so it makes it interesting in that sense of like of both slagging like the backwardness of country folk let's say but also saying that it's like city folk are exactly the same they just hide it better but in this movie it kind of it doesn't quite sell it that it's like oh yeah we have one good neighbor that's it because all the other people in the fucking pub you don't realize what side they are you never know if they're just scared of zan or anything else so mm. you know what i mean like that there nobody comes to the defense of anton even pepino or whatever pepillo uh does it. and then more importantly for the second half of the movie which is like uh duration wise quite uh like proportionally it's like half the movie at least the the second part a is the bit that I don't know how much the she has changed. So half of that is kind of like, I don't know kind of thing. It's kind of... And then the second part is the ending. Um, really didn't camera. like the ending. <laughs> I, like the, the camera, like it, it was pretty cool. Like the way that they put it on the door or whatever. But I think that it's like, it just doesn't do anything for it because like the other two options that you'd have for an ending for the movie are better one is like you know that you actually get the scene of the lads getting handcuffed or whatever and at least you get the uh what you call it the catharsis of uh seeing that but then the other option which i would have preferred is that they never find the body and she just like you know cuts to her in the mountains looking for still looking for him because yeah as it is the movie kind of vindicates his behavior with the camera because that's what brings him justice and the whole part of before was like coming up to it like thematically was the idea of like looking for justice is not worth it because a you're not gonna get it and it's gonna ruin your life it's like he didn't get justice but that obsession gets her justice and it's kind of like thematically i'm like the whole point what? is like <laughs> getting lost you know that like losing your life to it and getting like this obsession and not being able to move past it and i thought that that's where the movie was going because she was doing exactly the same as he did but in a different like being more like playing the long game let's say but it's like this idea of not living your own life it's kind of just obsessed with winning let's say uh, instead mm. of like moving on and and it was like it's an interesting way of looking at grief etc and then like i seen quite recently anatomy of a fall and i think that like yeah it's so good the movie does so well with like just the themes and then you're like you leave talking about it well this movie is like it gets there and then it explains to you and then both verbally and then by action <laughs> like and i really liked the experience of watching it but even like while watching it because it is quite still and i love that about it 
but it lets yeah. you think about it while you're watching it. You know what I mean? It's not like you can watch it, John Wick four that is three hours long, but you don't think about it until you finish watching the movie because there's too much happening. <laughs> while too you're much, yeah, it. yeah. So like, as I was watching this movie, I was already going like, okay, I don't like this, I don't like that, I don't like this, and it's kind of not disappointing because I don't think it's one of my moments of like, oh, it's a movie that it's nearly there because mm. I don't think it's that close to being like uh, a masterpiece, but it is very interesting nevertheless. It's like a worthy movie. It's a perfect festival movie. Like it's the yeah. kind of movie that it's I'd a be, like, worthy picture. Yeah, like it's, and it's also the bit that's like, you know, whenever people like out of five, three and a half stars is above average. Like if you think about, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if in the history of cinema, if you got... If I got a movie, if I ever made a movie that everybody gave it three and a half stars, I'd be chuffed. It's like, oh my God, I made a movie that everybody liked. You know, it's still like the movie and stuff. It's just sometimes when we talk about documentaries, but also I know that it is the same with the podcast, that sometimes you watch a movie differently because you know you're going to be talking about it. So you're thinking more about it whenever you're watching it. Not that I yeah, take any notes or whatever, but... Um, it just makes it that you're it's a more interactive watch yeah but i think the biggest sin is that it's two and a half hours long because like it's just too long for what it it's like even two hours and 15 minutes like 15 minutes is an awful lot of time whenever watching a movie like people don't think about it that it's like really notice 15 minutes you know like I was watching it and I was like an hour and a half, like an hour and 15 minutes in or whatever. And I was like, I'm not halfway through this movie. I don't feel, I don't feel the length as much. That's not what sort of annoys me about it. Um, <laughs> this film that I picked. Um, <laughs> um, a lot of the time whenever we have a movie that is like almost perfect, but not quite there is like, we can't quite pinpoint what to take out or add it's like maybe this maybe that it's like we're you know it's it's a real struggle to like know what like quarter teaspoon needs to be added to the recipe to make it bring it up to that level it's like we have theory but we're not sure whereas i feel like with this film and sometimes like i don't know if i can think of like another example of something we've done definitely not recently but i feel like we've done films like this before where we can kind of pinpoint things a lot easier that could make it better. But I do disagree with you that the the character of the wife is not given more in the, in the beginning of the movie. Like, I don't think she's given enough. But it, for me, I don't know if it's like a rewatch thing or something, but like she, you're given more of her in small details as her character slowly grows. So it's not like... I don't find it as like jarring whenever it switches to her point of view that suddenly you're like, oh, now you have to learn who this person is. And the bit that I would have like, whenever I was thinking about that point before, it would be like to have even like a little bit about her relationship with the neighbors and stuff like that. That she clearly has like a really good relationship with, you know, like even within that scene, whenever they go for dinner to Pepino's birthday, <laughs> the jumpers, <laughs> to I have them to go out for a smoke or something and have her have a conversation because she's always there in the context of Anton in, yeah. the, in the scenes so like just because she you never see a scene that is like to get inside her head that because 
you know, the same way that Anton acts differently with Pepino and his wife and with San and everybody else because he kind of mm. wants to be like seen as the bigger guy or whatever. I wanted to see her with somebody else without his presence as well. Even once, like I'm not saying that she needed to be like fully developed or whatever because otherwise it would be too obvious that this is where we're going. But just enough that they'd be like, you know, that they get up and then the Pepino's wife turns to her and goes like, oh, what do you think about the situation that is going on? And then she's like, I try to placate him and whatever and qu quiet it down. Not to necessarily be that obvious about it, but you know what I mm. mean? Like the, even if they're like talking in between and you just notice that she's a bit more ner like nervous about it or not nervous at all. I don't know, because obviously, like, even in the sense of, like, you don't see how she reacts even whenever, like, they find the well poisoned and everything else. You just cut to them cleaning it afterwards. It's like, surely that's, like, a moment for her as well. Like, that they're ruining well, you do see it it's that she just says stop recording but it's the bit of like the whenever they go in but it's kind of like okay that's fair enough but it's also that is again reacting towards him rather like you get a little mm. bit of the moments or whatever but uh, it's obviously how she views the i don't know like it's hard to pinpoint how much like uh, if it was that obvious i'm certain that these filmmakers would have been able to find exactly how to do it but i think that mm. it's more because like even with the daughter and stuff like that uh, you know it is very nice and the uh like hinted at that the relationship is not the best because it's Antoine that goes to town to talk to her through skype yeah i like that little detail which is very it's like very... how's your mother and he says something really short and dismissive or not dismissive but like oh she's fine you know there's no details given i love that i actually really like that scene i think i like how the daughter is established i have to say that it has the the single most uh fucking uh unnecessary female nudity in any movie that i've ever seen it's like yeah. why is it oh it's like, it's like what oh, is the it's point it's a french about? movie yeah. tits <laughs> but it's like yeah it's like this is a thing that french people do okay it's very odd because, um, because even if she's like okay the scene is that she has to get into the shower while her mom is taking a piss which in itself is already brushing her teeth like, she's brushing her teeth yeah okay so weird. like she's using slightly the, less weird but what? it's like you don't need to show it as well like in the you know like even in that angle you just like get the, the actress to turn a bit and like hinted at that is like yeah i think it's the the daughter they tried too much of making her a character if she just came yes. in and it was like i'm a middle class person and Confused i'm a single mom my parents are doing and i have a kid and then that's it it's like okay fair enough whatever like she doesn't need to be like oh somebody that went off with 20 different men and one no, got her no, pregnant to know she has this problem with not. this person and it's like whenever she's like talking to her dad it's like oh but she doesn't want to pay me but she's my friend and stuff it's like no you're too much yeah. like you I, have I, more I, you're more to your character than the mother does which is an issue <laughs> that scene whenever they're screaming at each other whatever like uh, exposition exposition 
but it's a bit about like her going like oh yeah but you always were uh like anything that dad did uh you did as well and you're like kind of in his shadow this is the bit of like of the caring is that i don't know if she was or not from what came before yeah you know what i mean i don't know if she is like my grandmother was a hundred percent like that with my grandfather the he was the force of nature and she supported him and then when he died she became her own person again not to say that they mm. didn't have a happy life together but that was the 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 dynamic pl- the dynamic that they had but it was very obvious but in this case because it's such a big part of the movie that i didn't understand really what the dynamic was because sometimes you can be the silent person but you know the actual like the power behind the throne that you let the you know the sometimes you have either sex that is the person that seems to be the leader but the person that makes the decisions is the the quiet person in the background that just goes yes or no (laughs) they're just nodding they're not even saying anything it's just by sheer presence yeah um yeah i i kind of agree with you like i feel like it wouldn't have taken an awful lot to have expanded her slightly more because I feel like the actress is carrying a lot of the weight there, whereas like Anton is both interestingly written and also the performance is great, whereas her, it's like, it just needed, uh, it's like tiny bit underbaked. And like, it's annoying because like there are really great moments that do like kind of, like where, as in, like he start, we see him start using the camera, and there's not like he comes home and is like, "Today I filmed them for the first time," and she's like, "You did what?" It's like the whole time he's doing it, you know, she's not happy about it. You know what I mean? It's like it, you, you, there's like an argument that's happened already that we haven't seen, and it's just kind of like lying there between them, which I kind of like. Like I think like they're you always know that she's not happy with what the way he's handling it and like some of it is through things she says and some of it's through like you know what she does whenever he's about to fly off the handle about it you know what I mean and like I think that is interesting like but I wanted the more of that (laughs) you know because it would have made their then whenever he dies more interesting and I wouldn't have had to have been told it through the daughter that like oh their love was so great it's like I don't get exactly that is like even go back to wherever you're from (laughs) if you spend more time on that bit and then make the last bit like also it makes it more sad that they're how because it's touching the way that they interact with each other but because the movie already starts whenever like things are going wrong that they're like there's never peace at home let's say and i'm not saying that it's like of starting before it's like i was saying of like not starting at 60 that it's already yes. like peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little more pastoral happiness you know what actually as pinpoints this is really annoying is the daughter watching the fucking video of <laughs> i thought this last night i was like oh this is so annoying like reminded me of that watching... scene in jerry Maguire whenever he rewatches his wedding and he's like yes i love her <sighs> whenever he realizes that it's... also in the wedding he's now looking at her whatever in the wedding it's just oh it's like oh wait the, the camera was also used for good times i'm like no show me elsewhere you know and like because they kind of they they do it quite well in what's his name's birthday i really like that scene because it's like 
it's you know of their closeness and of you know like and the jumper thing and it's a nice little moment and the the fact that he's filming it and other you know like it's the ha- the camera is an interesting device in a movie like this and I feel like sometimes they handle it really well other times I'm just like no nah! like <laughs> it's like part of it is also that I was it's just with the exception of Pepino that is like the neighbor but you don't really feel like he's part of the town because he's nowhere anywhere near the town yeah. so it makes the town feel like a bunch of fucking cabbages and like you know what I mean that it, it just feels like that what the movie's trying not to do that is like town people are stupid mountain people are stupid There's hill a- people and um. it's, it, the frustrating part of this movie is for me to a certain degree and it's like frustrating it's like rather strong word but i don't have a better mildly annoying i don't know but that sounds even worse (laughs) is that at times the movie makes you feel that you forget that you're watching a movie so like the tone is like you know like that scene whenever they had the conversation in the bar and it's a long shot and stuff it's so good it's so like it's not showy like hunger is or something like that there's like now we did this or whatever you don't even think about it like that it's and there's so many scenes like that you only notice after the scene is done going like oh my god they didn't edit but like the pacing is great nobody like and you the sound the fucking everything about it love it and it's great and then there's like scenes like whenever he talks to the guy the sheep farm or whatever and then it's like that is a death speech that man is not coming down that mountain alive no matter what and you go in and it's like because the movie fluctuates from one style to the other you know like you know whenever like he goes to the petrol station and meets his hand there like that is a very movie movie moment scene or whatever because it's nobody like a, it's like it's out of the coen brothers or something it's exactly it, you know it, i i don't it like reminded that scene me the whole of thing a is... scene in the season five of fargo like the new season of fargo mm, and, did you uh, have one yeah have you seen it no i can't i want to though i must die, die back in but mm. like uh, yeah he has uh, nipple rings in it it's very disconcerting or his nip- nipples pierced. They're not like they're bars. They're not rings. I, I somehow okay, would that's feel better. More comfortable with the rings, though, because really, I don't know. I don't like either, but I'm curious at the same time. But what was the man it? has a very identifiable chest. I feel like I could pick out that dude's chest <laughs> in the lineup very easily. So I'm kind of intrigued now that. <laughs> Yes, nipple like it was hilarious as well because we we were supposed to record our la- record last week and yeah. i was like okay i need to watch this movie and then for whatever reason like what was the oh yeah it was pretty funny because on friday i wanted to watch this movie and then alex was like oh yeah it's been a tough week in work uh i want to watch something more relaxing so we watched nothing and we have to follow on friday and i was like uh that's not what <laughs> that's not more relaxing whatever but <laughs> any final thoughts before uh uh before we talk about favorite things <clears throat> not like uh, uh i think that uh, it's the kind of movie that i think if i watched it in a festival it would have been like oh yeah like we don't reviews without like being you know the kind of movie that you just go kind of blindly because it's on mm. uh what was your favorite thing 
favorite thing I think is the performances in this movie. Like, uh, if you mm. take the exception of the daughter, but I don't think it's her fault as an actress. It's just I think that like she does as well as you can do with how that character is written. And, yeah. Uh, but I think the. But it's weird because, like I said, though, partly the problem is the performances because Zan is, like, too high. But I think that it's, like, a directorial decision rather than an actor just going, like, I'm going to go fucking... Because everything he does is perfect. But if it was the case that, you know, if the movie started whenever they were friends and then Mm. whenever you cut to that scene, he's at that level, it's perfect. But because the movie starts there, it's like... Okay, somebody's getting murdered. Like, obviously, even if you don't see the poster or whatever, but, you know, it's just so menacing that I think that the problem with that is, to a certain degree, is that you feel like there's no way of walking it back. So it makes it less of a tragedy. Because if you ever Mm -hmm. felt that, like, Antoine or Isan, if they had spoken in the beginning of the movie, they'd be able to, like, see eye to eye or whatever, but they just... The it goes too far down the road for them to be able to do it. I think that'd be like more interesting to a certain degree. But the performances are really believable in what they are, as in And within the world of the context of yeah, the, yeah. That it's like there's no moment that the performance feels unreal, whatever they set you in. It's just like I said before, is that because you have enough time to think about the movie, but also that uh, it's more of a structural problem than a scene to scene issue and but they're genuinely like great like the way that the actors use their eyes in this movie in particular like the you can see whenever they're trying to be menacing but they know what to do whatever like i think that like the brother that we haven't really touched upon but i think it's very interesting the way that they said that he has brain damage from whenever the fall that he had as a kid and even like the the coppers are like yeah like he's not all there kind of thing if this was an american movie he'd be like fucking sam and i am sam champagne kind of like over the top like look at me i'm aiming for an oscar because i i have mental health condition or whatever it, it's yeah. just like it's just hinted at and you just notice that within the conversations or whatever that he's not he grasps what is being said, but not the whole context sometimes. But it's not like... He's not uh, driving the conversation. He's kind of like, yeah. A little, like a passenger kind of thing. And then you can notice why somebody like Zan would be able to, like, force him to do it. But also, like, being brothers. And also, like, the hints that I quite liked as well. Like, the hints that they go about, like, their father being a terrible man as well. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like the, it, you know, it's not only that the apple doesn't Sentence fall, fall the from the tree, but there's also how they acknowledge that their father was a terrible man, and he pro- they probably turn into their father because of the trauma that they had as children. Mm-hmm. And it's sp- like retract what I said. That I, my favorite thing is the hints about like the past. Whenever it's like when the movie does exposition it does well it does it extremely well and another uh number of times it doesn't do it well at all but when it does it's like masterpiece of exposition so that being 
like I rather reward it for the good work that it does rather than whenever it falls down. So that's my favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? Um, it's two things. Uh, one of which is the tone whenever it's really working, which I'll elaborate on in a second. And the other thing is um, the guy's nephew. <laughs> Dancing comes in and just like keeps talking about his like laundry business. <laughs> oh yeah, like oh did I mention that I have he a laundry says it, business? Like, four times. He says it like four times. Oh, I must go. I'm going to have so many emails. <laughs> Such a weird character slash performance. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like, but yeah, no. Like whenever it is really working, it is fantastic. And like we've highlighted a few different um, points where the way it's shot framed performances soundtrack as well like shout out to um the like the sound design also like the soundtrack itself because like all those things working together and whenever it's perfect it's like nom 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 like it's so it's so delicious and it's something that filmmakers try to create something like that and it's very hard so it's yeah i think we should commend it for those things even though like it's troubled as a movie. What was your least favorite thing? It just also like uh, to mention that we haven't touched upon that I want to make sure that is mentioned is that the production design is great and the location scouting is great. Yeah. And uh, the locations reminded me of that Portuguese documentary that we saw like a few years ago that you picked that was like them swimming in a river and like a Oh um fuck, what's that called? Oh I love that movie. Fuck um August something I can't yeah but yeah of like the location being as much as a character as the characters are <laughs> and it really is here it's like oh it's so good the like the only major sin that this movie has is the length I think that a lot of the problems that mm -hmm. I have with the movie would have been solved if they shaved about half an hour of this movie maybe like even 45 minutes I think that like because you can still have the long shots hour. and make it, uh, you know, even in an hour and 45 minutes, that's so much time for, like, th there's not a lot of plot in this movie. You can, mm. there will be enough time to make it, like, especially with the long shots and stuff like that, it makes it feel more languid and uh, dreamy than uh, something that is added. It uh, is uh, quite... Yeah, it has a dreamlike quality to it that I think it's that aspect as much as anything else that makes me think of Once Upon a Time in Anatolia. And like that, add something almost like a Thor as well of like the slow, like quiet, you know, especially like the scenes in a Thor where they're at the party and stuff. But anyways, um, but like, yeah, it really, it's, it's, uh, languid is the word. But it, but I, I'm not one to like, you know, I like slow movies and I like long movies, but I always say that it like, it's not how long the movie is, it's how long the movie should be. That is the, yes. you know, because sometimes you watch a movie that is four hours long and then you go like, oh, I should have been four and a half hours because of the yeah. uh, like you know funny and alexander the fucking bergman movie is a clear example of that that is like the tv sh like they ended up having to release on tv over six hours because the three-hour version is way too truncated so even mm -hmm. like with a lot of length sometimes you go like you need the time and sometimes you don't need the time so whenever you don't need to end the time don't use it because you know like it's or if you were gonna do it like add something else if you're gonna be two and a half hours long 
you need like another layer to develop <coughs> but what it's in the movie at the moment it, even like you know like just take the daughter out even like almost you know yeah, like have seriously. it on a couple of skype calls or whatever <laughs> you know it, it's i don't know exactly how to fix it could have been in the edit could have been like it's not even fixing it because it's a matter of taste i suppose that there'll be people that watch this movie and went like oh it's perfect or whatever but uh it has a five-star review in the guardian and i was like a bit much it's not a five-star movie <laughs> So some people like it like, fucking I really like it but it's not a five star movie there, like, no, I don't know like it's yeah like I think that like whenever you watch a five star movie a five star movie is a movie that either if it has flaws you're like I forgive all of them because I just love this or it's like yeah. I'm objectively I can't fix it you know the, there's even yeah. movies that I love that I'm like it could have been slightly bit, like we watched the a shot in the dark the second pink panther which is like an amazing movie and again starts with like a really long shot like a five minute shot that sets up the whole movie like uh for uh people forget how good of a filmmaker uh fucking edward uh blake edwards was the director of those movies mm. um but you watch that and it's like i love watching that movie but then it's like yeah it's not a five-star movie i had to give it like four star you know like it's the it's say like we watched yeah. charade the other day that is like if blake edwards had directed a fucking hitchcock movie with, <laughs> yeah with carrie grant and stuff and uh um, in my mind that is a hitchcock movie sorry <laughs> in my mind that is a hitchcock yeah because movie. no it has a sense of humor it's definitely not a hitchcock movie sorry what's your least favorite thing my least favorite thing is the daughter because I think that you solve a lot of problems by solving that character and like not just by like shortening it, cutting out a lot of the pointless exposition. Like I think if you chop that out, you start to get it closer to it being like, because there is a really, there is a brilliant film in here. Yeah, But yeah, like it's. It didn't annoy me as much the first time I watched it because I was just watching it because I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." Whereas, like, well, the second time it was like, really, I was really paying a lot of attention to it. I was like, "Oh, I'm like a daughter. Why is she there for so long?" Because it only gives you more questions as well, which is annoying. Because you're like, "Who's looking after her son? How long has she been here? Wait, what? 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 Why is she naked? What? Like, it's it's not not good questions. It's just why did they do it this way? Questions. So yeah." But um, uh, yeah, that was the beasts, which we did like, despite our, <laughs> despite complaining about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> if they uh want to go back and watch some of our other Spanish slash French movies, Ricardo, where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook, the Recommendation Game, on Twitter at the Rec Game, or email is the Recommendation Game at gmail you can find us on every second Monday on Dublin Digital Radio and on the Dublin Digital Radio Mixcloud. And you can find us on your podcaster of choice. Next week's film, in an interesting directional shift, uh, is Ricardo's pick. Ricardo, what are you picking? I am picking the Mitchells versus the Machines. I haven't done a Netflix movie in a while. Uh, fantastic. Well, until then, I was Orla Martinez. And I was Ricardo Deacon. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.